to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. And this week, from Shannon Wong, she writes in, or he writes in, I don't know, Shannon could be he or she. Uh, Since school is starting soon, how about a Top 5 must-have back-to-school items? Can be for any era, any grade, level of education, and so on. So, with school just around the corner, I enrolled my oldest into high school today and the youngest (gasps) back into 5th grade tomorrow... So yeah, I'm I've got a whole bunch of stuff to put on a list. But I'm going to go back to my to my younger days because one of the things that always happened around this time was you had to go back to school shopping. And one of the things that uh, that my sister and I would get each year in the fall, back to school shoes. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not fancy shoes, not like n- Nike's, not Reeboks. I don't even know if they'd been invented yet. Uh, but I mean, it was kids. Kids were the way to go, right? They were Kmart specials. They were cheap and darn it. Those shoes better last you the entire year. Those are the ones that were always white. Uh, what was the one that was, oh, I'm thinking of zips. That's the one. Those are the ones that I'm thinking. The zips with the Z. Mm. You can go look up those shoes. They're supposed to make you run faster. Um, they, they totally do. But, uh, yeah, zips, you should go check those out. Big old 80 shoes. And they were, uh, they were the ones that, yeah, they better last you the entire year. And then, you know, halfway through the year in Christmas, it's like my toes poking out the top of the shoe. What, why, what's wrong with your shoes? Why did you wear them out? It's like, I didn't wear them out. I grew out of them. And then all and of also I can, wore them out. Yeah. Like actually high school kids are very, can be very active. So oh, you actually could wear them out. Yes, definitely. But this would even be in middle school. So yeah, back to school shoes. It's something everybody uh, wants and needs. And I know my, uh, my oldest will probably go through three pairs of shoes within the first three weeks. Cause he can't make up his mind. What are the cool shoes? But back to school shoes are definitely on that uh, must have back to school item. Well, your son is, your son is into shoes. He is into shoes. He is a, yeah. what are they, what do they call a shoe file? Sneakerhead. Oh uh, yeah. Something like that. But he, he knows all of his shoes and he, he, uh, if he decides he wants to be preppy, he will, or be into it or want to make a fashion statement. He will. Although I will note that in the last year, his, uh, his desire to dress and comb and groom himself, uh, kind of slipped and that may mm. be pandemic related. Who knows? But sure. Anyway, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number five must-have back-to-school item? Well, I'm glad that uh, Shannon opened it up to any era because my number five is in my number five because kids today probably don't need this, but (laughs) I definitely did. An absolute necessity was to have, probably by the time I was in middle school and high school, you had to have two quarters go home. Yeah. So back in the day, we had these things called payphones because even though cell phones had been invented, they were both enormous and pricey. So you wouldn't hand a cell phone to a child. That would be terrible. First off, because they couldn't lift it. And second, because, <laughs> um, because it would have been very expensive. It's like, you know, a car. So um, you would give them instead a couple of quarters. And then if there was a problem, they would find their way to a payphone. Back in those days, there were payphones around. Um, and then put in the quarters, call your mom and be like, mom, you pick me up. You know, just do that. There you go. Uh, just to show you the difference between uh, the age of, of Rodrigo and Matthew and I, uh, back when we were that age, Rodrigo, it was only a quarter that you had to carry. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it, it had 
it had ballooned to like two quarters yep. uh, by the 90s. Yep. Matthew, what do you have for your number five? The, the payphone in my hometown, the one, uh, actually cost a dime until the end of high school. <laughs> this, is, this is important. Now, this is the time of year when I start having the anxiety dreams about going back to school and not being prepared, about like trying to get enrolled in the right classes. So I could not consider my own school necessities. So what I did was I actually called the widget and I said, okay, the widget, it's your time to shine. You are picking the top five. And they said, yay. And I said, all right, what's our number five? A number five thing that the widget says is an absolute necessity to go back to school. We actually enrolled them today for this senior year. Wow. <laughs> I just heard it. In. Wow, and wow, wow, wow. My tiny baby child. Anyway, number five thing that the widget needs, a glitter pen. Now, you may be thinking, Matthew, what's a glitter pen? I don't know. Because when I said to the widget, okay, widget, can you explain a glitter pen? Their response to me was, it's like a pen, only what is glittery. So I presume that it's, you know, just a writing utensil with like, I don't know, some sort of glitter or spangle or something into it. Yeah, if I if I may, mm-hmm. I believe a you are the youngest pen, on the show. So. Yeah, I believe a glitter pen has like an oily ink type mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. that it itself has glitter. Yeah, and I know sure. glitter in the ink. Because, yeah. yeah, I know this because when I was working at a. Um, when I was working at Value Village, they told us, do not fill your reports with glitter pens because it gets glitter everywhere. And also, <laughs> if it's not dry and you put another piece of paper on top of it, it'll just stick to it. Stick right um, and, you know, we would just write with whatever came in from donations. So, it's like, we'd get a set of glitter pens. It's like, all right, well, we're writing with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. glitter, the bane of, of mankind. It will be our downfall. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we are back around to our number four. And number four is a bitchin' backpack. Um, Now, this, I think, is interesting because when you are in the kindergarten, having a bitchin' backpack means having something with the latest, the latest craze on it, right? So that might be Pokemon, that might be Naruto, that might be, you know, Hunter x Hunter or whatever that series is called. And you have to have that adorning your, your backpack, whatever the hot thing is for kids. Craig of the Creek, I don't know. The thing is, parents, if you are looking to get a bitchin' backpack for your young child, do not do it at the beginning of summer with the expectation that that is something that they're still going to be interested in or something that is still going to be in fashion when they start school (laughs) in the fall, which is a mistake that we made for, oh, I don't know, my oldest is 14 now, for 14 years. Yeah, let's just say that. Uh, because what happens is the kids all go to school on that first day and they see what all the other kids have. And then they're like, oh man, my backpack isn't a cool backpack. And so then you have to go and order something from Japan, which takes like six weeks to arrive. And then, you know, by the time that arrives, they're already on to something else and they don't want to be seen with that. And to make matters worse, starting with kindergarten and as they start to age up, the, the bitchin' backpack no longer has the Pokemon or the bangles hanging off of the edge of it. No longer has, you know, uh, a cool Iron Man or, or hot property on it. No, they start to phase into something that's just like a generic color, blue mm-hmm. or black. 
very few green backpacks, but blue or black seem to be the backpack of choice. So you got to get a backpack that you can walk up and down the hallways of the school, whichever school you're in, and know that you are at least equal to, if not superior to everyone else around you because of your bitchin' backpack. So (laughs) that is my number four on the, the list of things that you need to have for back to school. Rodrigo also widgets number two. Oh yeah. What does she have? Well, the thing, and this, this is also important because again, we're translating from teenager into English. Uh, but the thing that's important that widget pointed out is, uh, we used to get cool backpacks. We used to get things with like, you know, the hot topic Mm -hmm. or cinema roll or whatever it was. But this year specified Widgets number two is a sturdy backpack that's not going to hurt you or fall apart. Mm. We have had too many cool backpacks with cool logos on them that just come apart. Yeah, well, that's that's the catch, right? Because that really cool backpack falls apart that you spent 20 bucks on. Now you have to turn around and you got to buy something even cooler for $35. Yeah. Yep. And the thing about Widget is they're very, very stubborn. So at one point... Um, there was issue with the locker door opening, so they just stuck all the books in the bag and never went to their locker. Stubborn child. I don't know where mm-hmm. this child would have learned such butt-headed behavior because I myself uh, did that for two years in high school. But here's the thing. Um, the I feel like the sturdiness of the backpack being the focal point really is a positive step towards adulthood (laughs) because a couple of years ago, the backpack that was ordered was supposed to be a cute, uh, Rilakamu backpack or Rilakama from uh, Japan that turned out to be a little hip purse that you could literally put like, you know, I don't know, a coin purse inside. And that's about it. And of course, that's a completely useless backpack. So that backpack was purchased and also one that could actually do something. So I feel like, you know, the number two focusing on one that won't break down or injure you, I feel is like a positive step, even though my child is not allowed to be 17 and almost grown up and and make plans to move away and go to school and all these things. When I was in middle school. I don't know if the school did something and I don't know if this was planned or if they were just trying to make money, uh, but they tried to get <laughs> all the kids to buy the exact same bag for books. Right. So it was like this right. cylindrical bag with nylon, uh, you know, straps on it. Sides. Oh, right. no, no, no. It was like nylon straps and it was like a canvas bag, uh, probably right. about, I don't know, 13 inches by probably seven or eight inches round that, you know, was in the school color, had the school logo and all that stuff on it. So, you know, for middle school, most everyone had the exact same bag. And so there was not like any individuality, which the school may have been trying to do that. Right. Burn any but sense of. there was of, also no competitiveness. So, right, you know, right, who right. Can afford the cool one. Right. And then in high school, I think everybody just kind of went with a bag. And for the most part, it was for me, it was just like any kind of a luggage bag that was big because not only did I have to have all of my school books in it, but I also had to have all my gym clothes and all the other things in there. And so there were, you know, there were several bags or at least one big bag that I, that I could, uh, carry around. But yeah, I don't think back when I was a kid, you know, someone coming to school with a He-Man backpack or something like that was not Mm -hmm. something I remember. Or if it was, it was something that I didn't really pay attention to because I wasn't allowed to have those kinds of fancy things. 
the thing in those days would have been lunch boxes, right? Yeah, right. now lunch boxes was pretty cool, right? Yeah. So I remember having a um I remember having a Muppet lunchbox and then I had a <laughs> Star Wars lunchbox when I was probably in third or fourth grade, a Star Wars lunchbox. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I had a I'm pretty sure I had a He Man lunchbox back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I had a Duke's a hazard and I was the coolest kid within, <laughs> you know, twelve foot radius. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number four? Well, before we get to that, uh, a backpack is my number one. Ah, okay. But I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna jump in with it because it's kind of the opposite of Stevens. But Ma I feel that Matthew transition does into it. <laughs> so it's not a cool backpack. It's actually an enormous, like, multi-pocketed monstrosity backpack where you can keep <laughs> all the stuff you're gonna need. Yeah. It's not cool. It doesn't look good. It probably closes with like a string you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm, like right. instead of like something like clicking together or a zipper it, you probably actually have to tie it like it's a legal brief um <laughs> and that is absolutely necessary because um a lot of kids and definitely for me uh for a lot of my middle school career i didn't they, like they just didn't give us lockers we didn't have lockers. oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. um so i had to carry everything i was going to need that day in my backpack and when i got to high school if you have three classes in a row and you have a few minutes to get to each of them upstairs and your locker is downstairs or vice versa or in a different building right i didn't live through that but i'm sure lots of kids nowadays yeah, my oldest does they that have, now. Like, Multi-campus or like yeah, multi-building campuses for high schools. Yeah, totally. Yeah, my oldest does that now. When he was in middle school, there wasn't enough time to run to his wing where all of the you know his age group's lockers were. So he just mm -hmm. had to carry everything in a in a backpack the entire day. Yeah, just just take one for the team and uh, get like a good sturdy ugly af backpack yeah the, <laughs> when i moved to atlanta i ended up i had a like a, a side bag when i was in college you know like a over the shoulder bag uh but when i moved to atlanta like i got bag. i got yeah. a very cool backpack a jansport backpack uh that i still have today and that thing you know could expand or collapse and had little pockets for everything but you could stuff it with like 30 books and it's yeah. great so yeah so there you go everybody backpack obviously a must have uh, when you go now, maybe we can get to Rodrigo's number four, my number four. Yeah. Um, so my number four is, uh, a, an Antarctic thickness coat, <laughs> just like the absolute thickest thing. Like if somebody shoots you, there's a good chance the bullet's not going to get to you. Yeah. Right. It can, uh, bonus points if it's down and you just leave a trail of feathers wherever you go um but definitely when i was a kid uh, my mom sent me to school with a backpack that was about three times the thickness or with a uh, coat that was three times the thickness necessary for the 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 weather and definitely for our you know mostly climate controlled uh air conditioned like school and I, I was in a one building school, so I never had a reason to go outside. Like I could have potentially worn worn something lighter than the weather called for because all I ever had to do was walk to the bus. Right. <laughs> but it's very important that kids learn the importance of dressing in layers. Uh, it taught this taught it to me. And it also taught me that, you know, your parents uh, 
aren't made of money, they're going to buy you one coat at the beginning of the year, and it has to be big enough for you to grow into, like a hermit crab, yeah. and, <laughs> and thick enough that in the cold Ohio winter, it will be good, like you will not freeze to death waiting for the bus. Yeah. So there you go. You get one coat, so it might as well be uh, like the equivalent of a tent that like wildlife photographers would do if they were studying penguins. When when uh, I was young, we had two kinds of coats that that you would find that were probably the most popular. The first one was this green, I guess, rayon kind of coat with a orange interior and a uh, like fur lining on the hood mm-hmm. that that was pretty, you know, open. But you know, you could you could wear it and keep you warm in the winter. And you pull that thing up and you pulled the drawstring closed, and you were just this little periscope of a person walking around. The sure. other one that kind of goes in with your layering idea, Rodrigo, was mm-hmm. the um, the down coat with removable sleeves so it could turn into a vest. Yes. Oh. That oh, was the fancy, fancy. one uh, because you could yeah. take that off during the day if you got too hot and you look cool because you had a vest on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that was popular, but, you know, it is. So there you it go. Was, it was time. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, what do you have for number four? My number four, and again, keep in mind that we're we're speaking widget speak. Um, I said, "What is the next important thing, widget?" And they looked at me and said, "Some on-trend earrings." Now, I feel this because I actually got my ears pierced in college, and uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I wore earrings to work, and one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, when did you get your ears pierced?" And I'm like, "1989," but. Uh, Widget is apparently just a teensy, tiny bit of a fashion victim on occasion. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what on trend means. And when I asked, the response was, you know, on trend, like I think on trend, which again, you know, teenager. But I know for a fact that uh, they have earrings that are literally human skeletal hands and they have some cool plastic pentacles. Um, I wanted... Uh, and they didn't keep them. They actually sent uh, to Carl. My wife made a cool pair of earrings that one was a whale and one was a bowl of petunias, which I thought was kind of cool. I don't know what on trend is. I think it means just whatever the current trendy fashion well, yeah, is. I, I, so that I, could be, I understand the literal meaning. I that just, could be I'm a dangly you. hoops or it yeah, could you just be, don't, don't know what that would be. I don't know yeah. what that is. And I would have to yeah. probably go to go Claire's to hot topic. Go to Claire's. Claire's doesn't exist. Yeah, they do. I think they call it icing now. But, I, you know, goth kid, I would have to go to, like, Hot Topic and see. And, you know, the best part is the crossover between teenage trends and crap that we love at Major Spoilers is remarkable. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crossover. I think they're a little bit more manga-sized. But if you walk into a Hot Topic and you're me... You will literally walk down aisles and aisles of things that you wish you could wear, but they don't come in your size. And then you'll just be sad. So number four, widgets number four, on-trend earrings, comma, I think. All right. Uh, We are now moving on to number three, and it's kind of like Rodrigo's number four, but this is more for the the jock athlete uh, Mm -hmm. at your school. And that is the letter jacket. If you have done, I don't even know if they do letters anymore in school. You know, you used to participate 
in sports. Mm-hmm. And if you did well, they'd give you a letter to let you know that you were part of the, of the organization. And then you'd get a little pin that you'd put on for the sport that you did. So a football for football, a basketball for basketball, uh, a little pair of mercury feet for uh, uh, track and mm-hmm. field. I and got then, the comedy tragedy mask. For oh yeah. I guess they, I guess they had that for uh, yeah, theater they do and stuff, stuff for band too. Oh yeah. 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 I lettered in band and forensics. Yeah. So, um, for some people having that letter jacket was the thing to have, especially after your freshman year, or at least as soon as you got the letter, it was very cool to get that letter jacket in your school colors. Uh, ours was red and white. And so it was, a you know, a, a red, uh, vest with white leather sleeves. Um, t- two guesses. Did I have a letter jacket when I was in high school? Uh, I, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me think this through. Now think about letter it. Jacket. First of all, okay. so wait, leather, leather, money. leather sleeves. It would cost uh-huh. money. And it would cost money. And you right. like to pretend that your parents are Flint Glomgold and, and Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. Oh no, because, so. uh, Scrooge McDuck and Flint Glomgold actually have money. <laughs> yes, but they don't spend it. They refuse to spend it. So I yeah. believe that the I'm answer not, yeah. is no, unless, unless. You were forced to pay for it with money that you got from your job scrubbing the toilets while your mean stepsisters went, do the dishes, Cinderella, do the clothes, Cinderella. Nope. So I never. You, did you have a high school job, Steven? Did I have a high school job? Uh, yes. During the summer, it was mowing grass for a bunch of people and the community center. And then um, during, because I was involved in sports, I really didn't do a whole lot of, of job stuff. So my summer money was the money that was to last the whole year. And then, um, I did have a job at, was it a country kitchen for like a month? And the first day that I went in, their roof was leaking from all the snow on the top. So just imagine walking into a rainhead shower mm-hmm. at full blast and spending an eight hour shift trying to wash dishes in that kind of an environment. Oof. And they so didn't I'm- really care. Yeah, my, my guess is going to be no, because if you if you had to walk in the first day of school with all the money you were going to have all year, I can't imagine that it lasted you till the end of the school year where you would have actually gotten your letter. Yeah, yeah. so it was, uh, yeah, I did not have a letter jacket, although I did get a uh, jacket very similar to that when I was in school, because the only jacket that I had when I went to college was a very thin windbreaker, and mm. the wintertime gets a little cold, so I ended up buying, you know, the wool uh, jacket with the, the leather sleeves, but I got it with black and gray because that was pretty cool. But I understand some people need to have this sense of belonging and needing to, uh, be able to say that I'm part of this tribe. And so a letter jacket is one of those ways that you can show that, Hey, I've accomplished something in my life too bad. I will still be wearing that, that same uh, letter jacket with that same school initial when I'm 47. Wow, this suddenly got really dark. I mean, you know, some people that's that was their whole life. So yeah, and I'm there from you go. Kansas too. I know how it goes. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's extra sad in Kansas because there's people wearing jackets for schools that no longer exist. <laughs> right, right. They're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm in high school, and I'm like, but your high school was in Russell. Your high school yeah. no longer exists. It was consolidated how in sad is 1999. That? Look, I walked out of Russell High School every day for a year and walked right out, and our mascot was facing the street. So the first thing you saw as you walked out was a horse's butt. 
And I will tell you right now that if you turned around and walked back in, it would be pretty much the same view. So, wow. yeah, I'm feeling it. I am. We're very quick, bitter quick, about high quick, quick anecdote about that horse. Sure. Yes. So I lived in Russell. And mm-hmm. one time when uh, some we were coming back from something and they were dropping me off, but we had to drive by the school for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the school has a Bronco, right? And mm-hmm. there's a statue of a horse bucking, right? It's got its butt in the air. It's like kicking or whatever. Um, and as I was driving, I was like, what's that? And they're like, oh, that's the school's mascot. And I was like, you know, it would be real funny if they put a statue of a cowboy picking himself up on the roof of the school. <laughs> And and everybody looked at me like I was a space alien. And that was like one of my like first first interactions with my colleagues where I was like, oh, I definitely work someplace normal. Like I have to I have to temper these things. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't talk like that at Russell. Yeah. Rodrigo, what do you have for number three? Uh my number three is some sort of insulated lunch bag. Um, that's very important too, because, um, I mean, I don't know what kids are doing these days. I have no idea, but if you pack a lunch that is perishable, like even a sandwich, right? Sandwich is going to hopefully have some vegetables on it or whatever. Um, you want it to somehow stay not, or, or, or not be room temperature all day. Otherwise you might run into issues. Now, um, of course, the main problem that I had with my insulated lunch bag is that it, by being like completely a hermetic seal, it also kept in all the moisture of whatever was in there. (laughs) So my mom would put in a sandwich and like a thing of juice and like maybe some other stuff, like maybe some fruit. And so all of that stuff would have the same amount of moist, like the moisture in each of those things would equalize. So basically the sandwich was, uh, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like if I had dipped the sandwich in milk, like that's, that's the consistency that it came out. And like, you know, a slightly soggy sandwich is not usually a problem, but you have to remember that being Mexicans, we often had, like she often gave me like guacamole or like beans in the sandwich. And mm. it's just like not a good combination. Um, yeah. Like, I don't want to not sound appreciative. My mom woke up every morning to make my lunch and I ate it every day. And I didn't say anything while I was living there because I didn't want to be an ingrate. Now that I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, just wait until I, you're 50 and I, then you can you can gripe all you want on a podcast. Now that I'm an adult. I'm just, uh, I'm, I just want to get some of this trauma worked out. Still, still love my mom. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad she did it. She, uh, she got us through some tough times, but man, did I have to eat a lot of soggy sandwiches because there was absolutely no way that I was getting money to pay for a lunch. Right. That is, that is not something that was done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Matthew, what do you have for your number three? My number three, as voiced by Widget, I said, okay, what else do you need for a good year, a new year? And this is, this is very impressive to me. This is a grown-up answer. This is something practical, meaningful, needed. Number three, socks. Wow. Now, I said, what do you mean socks? 
And their response was, I don't know, like socks. And I think the reason for that is this. When I was growing up, there were really no um, like nerd clothes. Yeah, you had white, white, white tube socks with the colored stripes or gray winter socks or black dress socks. Or both. You could get black dress socks with a colored stripe. But now you can buy cool socks. You know, you can buy socks with like Iron Man or Wonder Woman. You can buy socks with your favorite anime character. You can buy socks for, I don't know, the Wizards of Waverly Place or uh, Downton <laughs> Abbey. You can buy these socks and you can have them and wear them. And uh, Widget does some things that I think are really awesome with socks in that they won't pair them. So it'll be like a left foot Iron Man and a right foot Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I'd like I'd like to say that that's, you know, out of awesome creativity, but I think it's also out of not pairing the socks and losing a lot of them because there are literally socks everywhere in my house. But nonetheless, um, when I was growing up, if you got socks for Christmas, it was the end of the world, man, it was terrible. Yeah. And now it's like, hey, yes, definitely socks need big, puffy socks. And also, um, I don't know if I told you guys this, they got a job. Uh, Ooh. They're a barista now working at the local boba tea shop and being up on your feet for hours and hours at a time has not been as pleasant oh, on man. the feet as one might expect. You need, Matthew, since you work at a hospital, you need to I, go and grab some of those uh, socks that they give you when you're having a procedure I, done. Compression because, socks? No, yeah. they're not compression socks. Uh, they're the ones with the traction on the They got the, the traction on the oh. bottom and they're a little bit thick. I, I They gave me a pair when I went in for my procedure a couple of, uh, what's the last month? And last month, yeah. Two months ago, I guess. Uh, but oh my gosh, they were the most comfortable socks I've ever worn. They're, they're and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep these and I'm going to wear them all the time. And they're like, fine, go ahead. And then my wife had her procedure, uh, last, <laughs> last month and, and you stole uh, her socks and no. And, uh, the, the nurse came in and she was like, well, do you want some socks to keep your feet warm? And my wife was like, no. And I said, oh, I'll take them. And the nurses looked at me and said, okay. And just tossed them over to me. So yeah. <laughs> Get get her a couple of pair of those socks, Matthew. She'll she'll thank yeah, you for those, them. Those Steven, won't work, Stephen. Like behind the hospital, like somebody comes out <laughs> hey, like, with a trench coat. He's like, "Hey, man, you got any socks?" <laughs> I was hoping uh, that they would come in a different color besides yellow, but um, yeah, they're still very nice. The ones that we get are like uh, either blue, green, or orange. Yeah, I want a pair of orange ones. But, one or the other. Yeah. Well, and I, if I tell you it's orange, I can't guarantee it. Yeah, it might yeah. be blue. That's why right? I say yeah. they might be blue green. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, they're, they're nice. I just, you know, they don't come in my size because I have a size 14 shoe. And Widget has enormous feet, too. They have inherited my feet. So probably everyone's gigantic. Yeah, we're just enormous people. But I think what's probably going to happen is next weekend, uh, we're going to end up at the Target probably just buying big bags of socks. Yep, that's what you can do. A big old uh, uh, plastic bag of 20 for like $5. A sack of socks. Yep. A sock sack, if you will. So, uh, you know, the socks today, people are like, it's very trendy to wear your black socks with your white tennis shoes or just wear black socks with tennis shoes is very trendy and has been for several years. Mm-hmm. When I was, I want to say eight, I, we went to a drive-in theater <laughs> after church and I had on my black, I had on my black, uh, socks from mm-hmm. church and they, they weren't, you know, like nylon socks and they weren't the kind that had, you know, like a stripe on them or anything like that but I had changed into a pair of shorts and my tennis shoes. And I went to run up to the front, you know, at the drive-in movie theater. For those of you that know what that is, 
they oftentimes have like a playground up by the screen. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go play up at the playground. And so I was walking and then a bunch of like high school kids in their car, like, ah, look at that kid. He's wearing black socks and tennis shoes. And it, and it, uh, and it, uh, scarred you, scarred me for life to where I never will wear the black socks with the tennis shoes. And yet my shorts again. Well, uh, that also probably coincided with the time that I stopped wearing, uh, uh, shorts in public until I was uh, almost 30. Um, but you know what? Just do what you can. I mean, Carl wears socks with sandals and that's perfect. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, But now it's like, now it's, I don't care. But when my son first started wearing black socks with tennis shoes, I was like, oh, he's going to be mentally scarred for life. And then everyone's like, hey, that's a cool look. And I was like, you, what, huh? Oh my God. When I was eight and this was a trend then. And, ah, and, but uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, let's move on I, to number two. Oh, Rodrigo really has a socks question. We really do not need to do any more flashback episodes, <laughs> you guys, because I mean, there's just, there's a so lot of much trauma, a lot of stuff getting worked. We've made a lot of progress today. Yeah. Have I, have like I told the, you about, we, uh, we may need to meet again in two weeks to talk. <laughs> over. Ha, have I told you guys the story about the time that I was, uh, basically drugged behind a truck? Drug? Yes. No. I've heard this oh, story. All right. Maybe I'll well, tell that, people that that's in a the... different one from like your grandpa and the dinosaur. Right. Oh, that's a dream story, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, okay. this is a real thing that happened. Wait. I'll tell people in different the... from the time that you thought the blob was attacking. Oh no, that was real. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was dream. absolutely that real. No, dream, this is actually a true story. But I'll tell people in the uh, major spoilers wait, wait, wait. podcast free show that the horse showed up at the window. The major podcast, uh, major spoilers podcast pre show is something that people get when you sign up as a Patreon member at patreon.com slash major spoilers. When you sign up at the silver dollar level or higher, it's something that we do every week. So it's like you get a bonus show every week. While we prep for the major spoilers podcast, where it's just general talk and us telling stories and probably uh, me telling the story about the time that uh, my parents weren't paying attention and I was drugged behind a truck for about a block and a half. Um, But we really appreciate everyone who is currently a patron. You can find out more and how you can sign up and help me uh, pay for the therapy that I need to get to excise all of these childhood traumas again at patreon.com slash major spoilers. We are now into our number twos. I know some of you have already done your number twos and your numbers ones. But in 1978, Brian Crutchfield, working for the Mead Corporation, said, hey, I've got this really cool way for kids to keep all their homework together and not have their papers fly out everywhere. In a sense, it will keep and trap their papers. And in 1978, (laughs) the Mead Corporation tested the Trapper Keeper in Wichita, Kansas, and to the amazement of everyone, those Trapper Keepers sold out. And then three years later, about the time Velcro became a hot deal, uh, see my previous uh, Zips uh, tennis shoes, Mm -hmm. Um, Velcro, they replaced the buckle on the Trapper Keeper with Velcro, and then everybody had to have one of those. Now, in addition to the Trapper Keeper, which often had, you know, unicorns or space things on the cover, and I guess now they probably have superheroes and whatnot on it, um, you could buy you could buy these little folder inserts for every subject, right? So you could get, you know, a red one for math and you could get a blue one for science and a green one. And I think they had a yellow one. I think those were the only four colors that you could get for that, which is essentially a three ring binder. But man, all the kids had a trapper keeper and you had to have a trapper keeper. Now, on the flip side, if you didn't get the trapper keeper, which was what every kid needs to have. 
you right. could get the canvas colored three ring binder. It cost, you know, like 22 cents. The Trapper Keeper cost like 98 cents. That was a buck 98. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't know, Matthew, because guess which uh, three ring binder that I had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I was in school? Cool <sighs> Trapper Keeper with Pac-Man on the cover or canvas three ring binder that I could get a ballpoint pen and scratch my name on, kind of. But Trapper Keeper, ladies and gentlemen, that is the, the thing that the kids need. I don't even know if they make Trapper Keepers anymore. They do. Uh, Oh, let's see. It says in 2015, Trapper Keeper introduced Star Wars Trapper Keeper supplies. Hello, Kitty Trapper Keeper supplies and a new pattern line called Fun in the Sun. My Trapper Keeper folders, I had like Ferraris and stuff. You could get like, you could get, they had like picture images on them. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. No, they were really cool. Everybody who had a Trapper Keeper, you knew that that they were doing well because the amazing thing was (laughs) the next year. The next year, they had a new Trapper mm. Keeper instead of having to use the same canvas covered piece of cardboard for four years in a row. That's how you I knew they were the cool. Now, keeper. the problem with the Trapper Keeper, though, and this is where I kind of secretly sat back and laughed and stroked my my chin and was like, <laughs> pretty soon that uh, that vinyl that vinyl flap that you're using to keep your Trapper is going to start coming apart. And that's what happened to most of the Trapper Keepers is that vinyl uh, flap that you use to Velcro clothes always would start to bend and rip. And once that was gone, that was it for your Trapper Keeper. So there you go. That's my number two, the Trapper Keeper. Go and check them out if you've never seen a Trapper Keeper before and be amazed, amazed, amazed. Uh, Rodrigo, I think we already did your number two, right? The no, bitchy we did. backpack. We did, my, we did my number oh, one. Oh, we did your number one. We did Matthew's yeah. number two. Yes. So, Rodrigo, please tell us, what is your number two? My number two is also a three-ring binder. There you um, go. And so, it, for me, here's here's the, the, the score sheet, right? If you have a fancy trapper keeper or something similar, um, then you get, you, you get the basic amount. You, have, you get one point, but you get bonus points for the following. Number one... Is it huge? Is oh, yeah. It enormous. Yeah. Um, number two, is it so enormous that instead of having rings, it has weird trapezoids? <laughs> yeah, that three inch and above, man. Yep. Number three, is it, does it have a thin film of plastic and is either white or like <laughs> dark blue? Your mom and did I, a bunch of stuff for like, uh, research grants and stuff and and yes (laughs) extra number number one thing that gets you extra points did your mom or dad yoink it from work (laughs) and they're like you can in this like they took out the flap that says third quarters analysis and then just put in a sheet of paper that has your name on it yep yep yep, that's Yep, that's that's what you took to school and you liked it. Yep. Well, the well the nice thing with your kind of um uh, design Rodrigo is you could draw on a piece of paper all your cool little anime characters and then you could slide that in the front and then you had a really cool designed uh, uh notebook. And I did. The yep. other day I found I I found my uh trading cards again and of course they're not in a fancy trading card uh 
binder. They are in a giant <laughs> white three ring binder <laughs> with funny. a with a piece of paper on it and me like drawing a bunch of like weird cows on it. So the cool thing about the Trapper Keeper was that it had these little slides at the top that you'd slide them up and down and the little plastic rings would open and close very smoothly or sort of smoothly. Right. But if, uh, for Rodrigo and I, we had the, you're about to lose, uh, you're about to become, right. uh, you're going to get some stigmata with these things because you yeah. pull, you had to pull apart these big iron rings and then to try to get them to close, you had to be real careful. So you didn't pinch your finger or your hand or something, uh, and, uh, and, and become pierced with those things. So, yeah, really, that's the thing. If you, if you had a certain type, there would be like two big handles on either side of it and yep. you could put all your weight on it to get them to pop open like you were trying to like get like you were trying to break into the mummy's chamber right um but then to close them those things didn't do it if you try to mm -hmm. pull them closed you couldn't really do it that way so yeah you had to get like a hand on one side and a hand on the other side and hope that you ended up with as many fingers as you went in yep exactly yep. bear trap it yep yeah all right. I think we have reached uh, our top position on the our top five must-have back-to-school items. And my number one is a one-two combo because you really can't have one without the other. But it is the most vital, necessary thing that you need for back-to-school. And that is a pencil and an eraser. Now, if you are fancy, you've got a pencil with an eraser on top of it. Right? sometimes uh, if you're not fancy some, or even if you're fancier, you could get a little uh, rubber eraser in the shape of something, mm -hmm. a car, a spaceship, an alien, a wrestler man, man, race cars. Yeah. The race car ones were kind of weird. Uh, they kind of more like smudged your pencil. Uh, That's then, fine. They also completely deformed. Yeah. Um, but if you couldn't get the pencils with the fancy eraser on top, you had to get, the big green eraser. This thing was like a bar of soap in its size, or at least in, in my little second grade hands, it seemed like a giant bar of soap, but you had like a, a little pencil that you could go and you could go up to the front of the class and you could go to the pencil sharpener and sharpen it up. But then when it came time to erase, you had this big green rubber eraser that you would use to erase your homework. And the weird thing, I don't know if, if erasers still do this today or not, but did your erasers ever get hard, Matthew? Like they developed mm -hmm. some kind of crust on them or something. And then yeah, all of a you, sudden. That's, that's an eraser that got too old. Yeah. You'd start. Well, that was most of my erasers. Uh, you'd start to erase and then you'd rip a hole in your paper in your big yeah. chief tablet. You know what that was? That was last year's eraser. It probably was. You got hosed, my friend. You got yeah. bad bears. Well, Somebody I mean, we went to garage them. sales and found what, what they had, but pencils and See, erasers. Those are the must have thing that you do. I know glitter pin. Sounds really cool. I know they the are. pin that you tilt up and the ladies' clothes come off or the guys' clothes come off are really cool. <laughs> I know that. The four-color pen with four different clickers. Yes, click, click, that click, one click, click. is really cool, too. I know that the um, the mechanical pencil that you just sit there in class all day and just go, and then you spend 20 minutes trying to refill the the lead without breaking it. But just a simple pencil and eraser are what you need. Now, the downside... <laughs> to this being on your supply list for this year is I don't think I have been in a school recently in the last couple of years where I've actually seen a pencil sharpener. Yeah. That's, that's the weird thing that all the kids now have the mechanical pencils or they have pins that they use. 
but I rarely go into a classroom and I have to go in for, you know, parent teacher conferences feels like four times a year. And I always look around and never see a pencil sharpener in those, in those classrooms. So take it with a grain of salt. I think pencil uh, and eraser are the number one thing that you might have. You might check with your school and see, I don't know why they would get rid of their pencil sharpener because a pencil sharpener you could buy in like 1952 and it would still be good today. Um, but there you go. That's, that's my number one. We had the, the pink erasers that were like a trapezoid. Yeah. 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 Those were cool. Cause you could pretend those were a race car. If you couldn't get the race car, yeah, you could get you a couple draw of uh, on them in yep. pen yep. so that your eraser would be useless. Cause every time you use it, you'd be smearing pen all over or, or you'd get a couple of uh, stick pins, you know, the push pins and get four of mm-hmm. those. And then you could take a paper clip and twirl it up and you'd put the, the pins on the bottom of the uh, eraser and the, the little curly, um, paper clip on, on the back end of the eraser. And you had a little pig running around your desk. Quink, quink, quink. <laughs> yeah. We never had pigs. Sometimes we had, uh, like the millennium Falcon. What oh, you do well, is you yeah, stick sure. two if together you and then you stick the fish pin on the side. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. You've had a fancy uh, eraser. No, we just you had more imagination. You get a four. Well, pigs are fun. Yeah. Snort, snort. So, so. Uh, so let's see who's, who's number one. Did we already do? I'm sorry. Uh, Rodrigo's Rodrigo. number one. We did mine. Right. All right. Gundas backpack to keep your, uh, actuarial, uh, <laughs> three ring binder. Okay. All right. You got to remember Matthew is fat and snarky. Rodrigo is thoughtful and chunky. <laughs> that, that way you'll tell us apart. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, how about you share your number one? <laughs> Well, it's not my number one. Again, it's widgets number one because, again, I'm I'm old and I haven't ever gone to school. Um, but widgets number one, I feel, is self-explanatory. And uh, because they refused to elaborate, I think it's going to have to stay self-explanatory. Widgets number one thing you need to go back to school, ibuprofen. Mm. Now, this is, this is interesting because uh, widget has uh, no pancreas and... Uh, is a cyborg with like a little cyborg thing. So um, if they eat, their tummy hurts. If they don't eat, their tummy hurts. Mm. And if they eat too much, their tummy hurts. But if they don't eat enough, their tummy also hurts. And so having ibuprofen and being, you know, a teenager also, you know, she's a young woman. These things happen. Um, but yeah, you have lots of reasons for ibuprofen. I know I carry it with me everywhere I go now that I'm ancient, but apparently young people also feel the need for ibuprofen and you can share it with your friends. Well, see, that's the problem with that. I was going to have a question because number one, you uh, bring that into school and all of a sudden you are now, uh, carrying drugs. Uh, number two, if you share it with your friends, you are now distributing drugs into a school. So well, I didn't know it, it should be noted that their little bag of medical supplies is a specific bag of medical supplies and, you know, features needles and insulin and, you know, all sorts of things. So yeah, I'm this sure it may not be an everybody thing. Yeah, no, I'm sure uh, with, with your kid, because of the medical condition that, that they yeah. probably are cleared whenever they see a medical bag. But I know at Diabetes. like, I know at, at, uh, the middle school here. Yeah. Uh, man, you try to say, oh, well, uh, here, take a, an ibuprofen. And they're like, oh, right. why is your kid uh, dealing drugs in school? And it's like, no, it's 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 ibuprofen. And they're like, ah, oh, that's a drug. We're going to kick your kid out of school. We have a zero yeah. tolerance policy. And I'm like, you're all idiots. I, 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 I think you're not, not even allowed to bring in cough drops. You're not even I, allowed I, to bring I, in I, cough I, drops I, to school. But I'll tell you, they have real drug dealers here. 
Oh, I'm sure they have Dealing real drug drugs. dealers here. In <laughs> fact, in fact, uh, uh, last spring, uh, we couldn't figure out why the police were all lined up at the parking lot and the kids weren't allowed to come out of the school. And we thought it was a shooter situation. No, there was somebody who was dealing drugs in the school and they had in the middle school and they oh had to go God. into lockdown so that they could get this person taken care of and out. So Put a 12 year old in a box. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm glad we didn't get too dark in this episode. Uh, there are a lot of things that I could have said and put on the list that would probably bring everyone down and get a lot of uh, messages sent our way, but we refrained from that. Rodrigo got really close, uh, but I'm glad we we pulled back from that. But what are your top five must-have back-to-school items? Uh, you could go over to Majorspoilers.com and you could use the comment section and you could share your list there in the comment section or... If you're one of the cool kids, and I know you are because you have that letter jacket and a bitchin' backpack and a trapper keeper. That's how we know that you're the rich kid at the school. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you connect your Patreon account to our Discord server? Heck, you don't even have to do that. We have a top five channel on our Discord server that you can access for free that you can go in and share your top five uh, back to school items with everybody. Everybody will comment. Everybody will read your list. Why? Because everybody loves a list. And we'll see you next quarter. You better get all A's. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.